0: Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining me today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. Incredibly excited to be speaking with Erica Diamond all the way from Canada. She is a leading women's expert in lifestyle, entrepreneurship, and balance. And today she's going to be talking with us about how to get off the fence, and how to step into this world at a thousand percent and really put our best foot forward and be that assertive woman that we're meant to be. Rise Up For You and enjoy this episode. Good morning, Erica. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and what it is that you do.
1: So good morning. I'm so thrilled to be here with you today and all of your listeners. Um, So I'm kind of odd in that I do really (laughs) so many different things, but it's kind of how I love it. (laughs) So um, I am the founder and editor-in-chief of the, you know, women's inspirational, women's empowerment blog, womenonthefence.com, where we inspire women to get off the fence, get unstuck and thrive. Um, I'm also the weekly parenting and lifestyle correspondent on global news here on global TV here in Canada. Um, I'm a certified life coach and certified yoga instructor, author, speaker, and entrepreneur really kind of, it's my life mission, It's my life's mission to empower and inspire women to really create lives that are the, you know, the best for them really to become the be- best versions of themselves.
0: Okay, Which I love
1: I that. I would say, just, I'm obsessed with women's success and women's thriving. I
0: love that. And that, that's right along the mission of Rise Up For You. We focus on the, all, like the whole woman, right? Not just one specific area. So tell us how you got into this field, though. I, I, was it something you just woke up and you're like, this is my calling? Or what's your journey behind it?
1: Sure. Well, um, you know, my calling or any aha moments, I can't say. I have any because I really think I came out of the womb uh, as an entrepreneur. I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I remember playing at entrepreneurship and selling something in our basement. I was an only child and I would line up my, my dolls and talk to them and sell them something. They were always part of the business. But um my journey began when I was 24 and I didn't get into MBA school and I was so disappointed and broken hearted and I didn't know what to do. Um, anyways, I ended up starting my own company at 24 and selling that seven years later to Canada's largest retail chain of bags uh, just to be a mom because I had one son and another son on the way and my entrepreneur journey was really growing and my company was expanding and I felt like I was failing at home as a mom. So I decided to throw in the towel on that. I had a great opportunity to sell my company um, in 2006, and I did that. And I stayed home for three incredible years. I gave birth to my second son, and it was wonderful. And then I started to get that entrepreneurial itch again in 2009. I was like, what can I do? I'm so stuck and on the fence. And my husband said, you know, why don't you come work for me? You're so great at sales. I said, no, I, I think we'll kind of end up divorced. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be such a great idea for us. So. I went to a ladies' luncheon and I met this great girl, you know, Tracy. And I said, you know, what do you do? She said, I'm a blogger. I said, what's a blogger? She says, well, I kind of, it's like an online journal of my life. And I said, wow, my life's not nearly interesting enough for anyone to want to read about. But I was like, wow, that could really be my next business. I could get sponsors. And my blog could be about documenting my journey, getting off the fence, trying to figure out what I'm going to do now that I want to, you know, get back to work. My kids are bigger in preschool and elementary school. What can I do? And so um, I wrote my first blog post. I said, I'm going to call it womenonthefence.com and I'm going to create a hub where women can feel safe and express themselves. And when you're stuck and confused, we can jump off the fence together. And my first blog post was September 11th, 2009. And kind of like the rest was history. It just kind of organically grew and women around the world really connected with the message of being stuck. And, um, you know, from there, you know, came an opportunity to write a book and that I decided to, you know, I've been mentoring women in business for so many years. I decided to get certified as a life coach, wrote the book 99 things women, Wish they knew before starting their own business, um, was asked to audition for the weekly parenting and lifestyle, you know, correspondent job on global news, became a speaker, you know, a spokesperson, um, and just really helping women became kind of a bigger thing. And then, um, last, you know, this year I've been a yoga student for 20 years and this year really wanted to marry my working. You know, I work so much with women's minds that I really wanted to work with their bodies and decided to really marry my life coaching in yoga. And so I became certified this year to, um, you know, be a yoga instructor as well. And that's really been the journey of helping women in their lives and their business on TV, through the blog, in my book, speaking, whatever I'm touching women, that is always kind of my goal. And, and that's really how I got into the helping field. I had a, a dad who was a businessman and a mom who was a therapist. So I think I kind of married the business and, and therapy or, or life coaching fields together.
0: <laughs> so this is such a, a great topic because as you mentioned, there are quite a few women that are on the fence or that get stuck in their life at some point. Um, and a lot of times, I, um, I believe that women, they don't know where to go or, or how to make the change. Um, maybe they're not in the right network or they, they just don't know what first steps to take. So, you know, when you're working with these women, what are some of the first things that you have to work through before you can kind of keep that progression moving for them?
1: Well, um, you know, as far as tips, um, for women, I would say, and I'm, I guess I'll just give three random tips where I'll try and cover maybe all the things that I do. And the first one I'd love to talk about is passion. And the importance of passion in our lives and passion for thriving. So I say, you know, if your career isn't your passion, I mean, I made my career, my passion through writing and, and working with women. But if your career is not your passion, and maybe you're just an amazing accountant, but maybe you don't love it. Maybe you're just, it's a means to an end and it's putting food on your table. I say, if your career isn't your passion, make sure you have weekly time for passion projects, at least an hour of week of passion projects. You love to paint. So in order for you to live, lead a thriving existence and to be creative in your life, you have to make time for passion and those passion projects. Um, the second I will say is, and there's a, a cheesy quote that I love and I live it to be true, and it's, I never lose. Either I win or I learn. Um, and I really believe that. So there's no such thing as failure. When I failed my GMATs, I thought the world was over. I was going to go to MBA school and I had this whole plan. Um But I really think that when we're roadblocked, it's really it's never a failure. It's always to reset us um, and put us on a kind of different path than than what we thought we were on. And so I either win or I learn from that experience. I never fail. And I think that's really important for a growth mindset, which is really important. Um, And number three, my third tip I would say would be always, and this is kind of a great business tip, and this would be always to play to your own strengths. Um, so when I had my first company, I was great at sales and I didn't want to, I, I, of course, obviously numbers, I, I'm, I'm obviously numbers driven as an entrepreneur, but I outsourced the accounting and I had someone really to go through the back balance sheet and income statement with them. So I say, play to your strengths and surround yourself with a team who plays to their own strengths, but your weakness, your weaknesses and outsource your weaknesses and play your strengths. So I think whatever you're good at doing, you should be doing that. It's always good to learn at what you're not great at, but always play to your strengths. Play to your strengths as a woman and in life. I think that's really important. Play it up. Play to your strengths. So I guess if I had to give three tips, kind of those, that's what that's what it would be.
0: And I know you, you mentioned earlier about marrying um, you know, the body and the mind, which is incredibly important. And oftentimes... I think that we do get stuck working on one of the other, right? And we either work on the body or, and we neglect the mind or we work on the mind and we neglect the body. And um, realistically they do go hand in hand. So talk to us a little bit about that process for you, why you find it to be so important and in your opinion, how they are married to each other.
1: Well, our, our, well, I really, I can, first of all, I, we all know about a mind body connection for living a thriving existence and a well life, but I don't think that our mind can work well if our body doesn't move and um, I mean just the importance for me of of moving my body every day, be it working or um, doing yoga or just sweating it out in a spin class, just moving our body to make time for a clear mind. Um, and just so much how our, our attitude, our, our, really our attitude is, is, and our mindset is really, really important, the outcome of what we do. So how resilient are you? How tenacious are you? How quickly do you bounce back from a setback? All those things are really important um, in your mindset to actually have a correlation with the outcome of your work and the output of your work. So they're very interconnected, and that's why I do yoga, and that's why I practice mindfulness and meditation. So I can have a clear mind and a clear body to be able to work effectively. Um, I also go to bed really early at night too, so that I can manage all my roles as a mom and businesswoman. So for me, sleep is really so um, undervalued, underappreciated. We live in a you know we live in a society where it's like you know I'll sleep when I I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Team no sleep. Um, and I think that's really really you know, not a great way to live. I think that, um, in order to thrive and be able to function, you know, to be high functioning in all of our jobs, we need sleep and wellness and mindfulness and quiet time and and time to be still.
0: And, and when, you know, when things aren't going as planned, right. And, um, we seem to be a little bit imbalanced. What what do you resort to? Like what what do you recommend for women? Do you recommend that they get some quiet time as you just mentioned? Do yoga? How do you get rebalanced, I guess? So
1: when I'm rebalanced, when I'm feeling stressed, there's a bunch of things that I do. And one is I love um Dr. Andrew Wiles 478 Breath. And what that is is when I'm feeling stressed, or if I'll wake up in the middle of the night and my mind is racing. I inhale for four, I hold for seven, and I breathe out or exhale for eight. And I do a few sequences of that. And if you actually do that every day for six weeks, you will really notice a shift in, in, in your overall calm factor, I like to call it. So when I'm stressed, four, seven, eight breath, I find really helpful. Um, I love the uh, – I really love the Oprah and uh, – Deepak Chopra they have these 21 day um, meditation packs and I buy them for $49 they have different themes and I love it because Oprah guides us with her wisdom and then Deepak takes over and gives us some more wisdom and then we meditate together for about 12 minutes of the 20 minutes so I get some great information great meditation music I love that. Um, I talk a lot about the early bird gets the worm and I talk about, you know, the golden hour before my whole house is up and the importance of using that hour to myself, rising early before my kids and either practicing some sun salutations in my bedroom for yoga or meditation or sipping, you know, a cup of coffee or green tea with the newspaper and really starting my day grounded so that I can feel balanced. I talk a lot about social connection and date night too. So um, the importance of, you know, bonding with my husband when life gets busy and reconnecting with date night, you know, um, I'd say at least three times, two to three times a month possible and also social connection with your girlfriends and the power of social connection and and time with your girls. Um, You know, know, there's so much to say, but those are quick things, how I get rebalanced in a busy world. And of course, yoga, obviously,
0: being a teacher and a student. And I know that, um, you know, you have a ton of work with, done with women as well as entrepreneurship and we're creatures of habit, right? So a lot of times we kind of get stuck in our ways. When you're working and mentoring, um, what do you find is probably, I would say, the top challenge in working with your client? Like maybe something that you constantly see generally amongst yeah. women?
1: I, well, I, I see a lot of fear and fear-based um, actions, So, um, and I see a lot of not speaking up for ourselves. So I see a lot of women will stay in a rut or they'll be mistreated at their job because they don't know how to speak up for themselves and they, they don't know how to be assertive. So we work on that, on tips, on practicing assertiveness, on how to be assertive, to be able to speak up and say what you need. Eat and live the life that you want. Um, I see a lot of women bring the candle at both ends so burnt out um, and really sliding me time and self-care to the bottom of the totem pole. And again, I say 30 minutes to an hour a day of self-care. And self-care is whatever you love. So if you love sipping a cup of tea and chilling out with Netflix and that's calming for you, then, hey, you do that. But every day, self-care something, reading a book, going for a walk, If you know, there's no time for the gym, throw your running shoes under your desk at the office and get out for a walk at lunchtime on your lunch hour. Really making time for self-care. So I see a lot of kind of heading in career burnout. Um, I see a lot of women kind of afraid to put their work out there for fear of judgment or failure. But I always say done imperfectly than sitting on something never done. So we talk about letting it go, preparing and letting it go and dealing with the outcome and pivoting if the if the outcome is not what I envisioned or anticipated. So um, really just how to be fearless. A lot of women are not fearless and that comes often from childhood and the way we've grown up and perhaps we had a critical parent. Um... And so we are not fearless and we are not brave um, and we are not resourceful or tenacious. And when we have a setback, we just, we give up, you know? You know, it's interesting
0: interesting that you mentioned um, two things that I, that I also find very common, which um, you said the the fear. And then also um, I feel like self me time is very underrated um, and a lot of times when you say, you know, you need me time, you need me time, there's always, well, you know, I have this and I have that and I have this and I have that. But it really can make a change. So, you know, I'm sure that you've worked with a client that said, I don't have the time, you know, I have kids, I have my husband, I have this, I have to work. So what's your suggestion? Do you suggest starting small, maybe five minutes, maybe ten minutes? or like really putting it in the calendar as a meeting. I love to do that. You know, it's like I set it as a meeting for me and when somebody wants to book something, it's like, well, I have a meeting, I can't do it, you know?
1: So I call those my non-negotiables and you have to define in your life, what are your non-negotiables? So my non-negotiables are, I need to be at my son's hockey games or I need to be at the French play and those hours I guard those non-negotiables and those sacred hours, they are untouchable. So they are, they live in my calendar. My gym lives in my calendar. So I review, I take about 20 to 30 minutes every Sunday to, to review and plan out my upcoming week. So my workouts are scheduled. Uh, soccer games are in there, Um, date nights in there, charity events are in there, work schedules, coaching clients, TV, yoga. For me, my whole life lives in my calendar. So if it's not there, it kind of doesn't live. And that lets me, on Sunday, I take time and I go through each day. So I'm going into the week feeling calm and centered. I know what's coming up. And absolutely, in my opinion, everything gets scheduled in. Your gym, everything's scheduled in the way any kind of meeting or or business trip would be scheduled into your routine. This way we know what's going on. I also believe also in kind of the family calendar and the synced calendar with your partner. So everyone knows what's going on. He knows when I'm out. I know when he's out. Um, It's just it's the way for the family to get organized and everything lives in that calendar and everything is reviewed Sunday. So I know what's coming up and um, I can go into each day feeling calm and ready to tackle the day.
0: Wonderful. Erica, thank you so much for joining us. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us?
1: Um, I would have said, so I've loved The Alchemist for so many years, but I just read this year um, the Phil Knight, founder of Nike, uh Phil Knight's, his biography called Shoe Dog. And it was so, I don't know, it just really ignited my creativity. I really loved it. So I would say The Alchemist and Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, just such an incredible story of creation and never giving up and chasing your dreams and coming back from failure and just just going for it. They're really, those are two great books that I really love.
0: And what's one value that has been a non-negotiable throughout your journey and your success, something that you've always stuck by that you never let down?
1: Oh, okay. My integrity. I I won't compromise my integrity. Um, I say that like, we are all we have. So I will, I will, I will bend. I will, um, you know, I will maybe compromise a little bit to, to make something happen, but I will never compromise my integrity. It goes against every fiber kind of in my body.
0: (laughs) And if you could leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget here at rise up for you. What would that be?
1: Oh, um, hmm, let's see. Um, one golden nugget. I would just say that really, um, you really, I, I don't know. I have a few things to say. I would say that really you have one life that, um, and it's my message of getting off the fence that staying stuck is possibly like the worst place. It's kind of like being in purgatory. So I say make any decision, no matter how small, if it's wrong, you can pivot and make another decision later, but to sit stuck and immobile is the kind of worst existence to live. So if you're not sure, make a decision and pivot later. <laughs> yeah, you know, one life. Don't sit. You know, don't sit stuck. Um, make a decision, any small decision, um, and you can choose again later. And I really and I think it's so much about love, which is life is about love. You know, surrounding yourself with love, loving what you do, loving the people you're with, and cutting out kind of toxicity from your life to make room for abundance in your life you
0: know absolutely and lastly um, as you know we're the rise up for you podcast our company is rise up for you when you hear that phrase what does that mean to you what what sparks in your mind
1: well I think of rising up I feel like there's glowing lights sort of (laughs) around you it's and I feel it means rising up for yourself and for those around you maybe rise up and lift up maybe as you're rising to, to lift others with you, kind of, kind of synonymous, like with when you, when you've risen up, send the elevator back down so that other, others can
0: rise with you. you I love that answer. Awesome. Erica, it's been such an honor to have you here on this show. Um, What can we do to support you and how do we find you and reach out to you?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So before, when you and I had spoken before, you had, you had kind of said kind of, um, just on a side note to say something that I had, you know, accomplished and been proud of. So before we close with how do you say connected, we were talking, I actually had a really big career high, which is, I was actually on the today show last week talking about yoga and teaching America yoga. Oh, congrats. So said Erica, I think We're going to talk about something you were proud of. So I just wanted to quickly redirect and say two things. And that was when they made an Erica diamond Barbie to honor my role. Um, in Canada to inspire young girls to become our next generation of entrepreneurs so when they made Erica Diamond Barbie that was a career high and as well yoga so I wanted to just I know we were supposed to talk about those two things and I really wanted to share that those were kind of two big career highlights and everything we've spoken about that really kind of resonated with me and were were exciting (laughs) And then staying connected to that, which is entrepreneurship and yoga, you can, of course, visit um, my women's empowerment blog at womenonthefence.com, and you can get in touch with me personally for speaking and and coaching and mentoring at erica-diamond.com. And you can also, if you're in Canada, you can also watch me every Wednesday morning at 8.20 on Global News, where I'll be doing parenting, where I've been doing parenting and
0: lifestyle for the last five years. Wonderful. Thank you again so much, Erica. Thank you again for joining the Rise of You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofview.com, and take full advantage of the free resources and the benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world, we have a number of other podcast episodes webinars and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are gonna help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars. Plus, a free startup guide, The Six Pillars to a Prosperous Life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.